This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bills Mafia, we know there's only one topic every day, all Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep, talking Bills all year long, because it's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey, it's always game day in Buffalo, and it's time for the final rosters to be complete around the NFL. The Bills have some big decisions to make. Um, Before we go any further, Matt, I want to say I am going to give you these four names. Boogie Basham, Kyrie Elam, AJ Epinesa, and Khalil Shakir. And I'm going to predict that one of them will be traded. Ooh, spicy. Okay. Of the four that you said, who do you think is the most likely out of the group? Kyrie Elam. Whoa, really? Yes. Wow. I mean, that would be, that'd Look, be a pretty big trade. I want people to know. I understand Bill's beat reporter, sideline reporter. This is no inside information. This is nobody's told me this. I am, I am speculating like everybody else is out there about what to do with this mm-hmm. roster. And if you're asking me who the most likely would be, he would carry the most value. He is a first round pick from just a year ago. Okay. He's but- behind to me, he's behind two guys. Heck, I'm not kidding when I could say I can make a case for Jamarcus Russell being uh, Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus Ingram being ahead of him. <laughs> Here's my question. What are you accepting in a trade for Kyrie Elam if you're the Bills? Are you looking for a player at a position where you feel like you're weak, or are you looking just to recoup a draft pick? I want a player. I don't know if I can get a player. I think that's the route to go. You get a you get a a, a starter or at least very quality backup worthy offensive tackle. Or a linebacker. Yeah, but you're not I know it's to start. It's just not going to happen right now. Like that's a guy that had to be onboarded and you're just not going to put that guy in the middle of your defense right here going into week 1. And I mean, let's well, you, you can't you can't refuse and say but well, you don't have to. You could you could put Terrell Bernard out there or you could put, you know, any yes. Tyrell Dotson out there for 2 weeks and then you could say like, okay, you know, you're going to do this and if you prove us that you can, we'll keep you there, but if not, the leash is pretty short. So, okay. I have all of the players that you said yep. making the roster, my roster. So oh, me too, because I'm not predicting. I'm not like I'm not going to pigeonhole myself and say they're going to trade this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you that these four players to me would be the most likely candidates to give you something of an asset of worthy enough. Otherwise, they're making the team. Okay, that's fair. How many defensive linemen do you have? And I'm including, you know. Tackles and edge rushers in this. Ten. I have eleven, so that okay. might be 
that might be really interesting. I have Von Miller. Yep. On this. Greg Rousseau. Yep. Leonard Floyd. Mm -hmm. AJ Epinesa. Mm -hmm. Boogie Basham. Mm -hmm. Ed Oliver. Mm -hmm. Daquan Jones. Jordan Phillips. Puna Ford. Tim Settle, which I bet are your 10. And then my additional is Kingsley Jonathan. Okay. I love what you're doing here. I think Kingsley is ahead of Shaq Lawson. If I choose, I'm putting Kingsley ahead of Shaq Lawson. The problem is I don't think they keep 11. I think they only keep 10. I think that's too fat of a number based on what they need around the roster. But I agree I, 100% with your thinking. And I, if, if it is an 11th, I think it's Kingsley Jonathan. And I think this is where we are going to have our discrepancy. How many linebackers do you have, their, have them keeping? Six. See, I have five. But my five is kind of the same thing we talked about with David Questenberry. So my five linebackers are Milano, Dotson, Dorian Williams, Balin Spector, and Tyler Medikevich. And my thought process was one of two things. Basically, you whoa, cut. Whoa, whoa. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Because all right, this doesn't work out. Go ahead. Say it one more time. Unless I'm Milano. You said Milano. Yep. Dotson. Yep. Dorian Williams. Yep. Balin Spector. Yep. Tyler Medikevich. They're cutting Terrell Bernard. Oh my God. I didn't write down Terrell Bernard. I didn't okay. write down Terrell Bernard. That's the that's the math. That's the math that screwed up. Cause I was thinking in my head, I Terrell Bernard is on this list. My thought was that you're gonna cut AJ Klein, you're gonna put Bale Inspector on IR, and then you're yeah. gonna bring AJ Klein back into that spot. I yep. completely forgot Terrell Bernard on this list. Probably okay. just because he hasn't been playing. Right. Yeah. So I have six. Milano, Dodson, Bernard, Williams. Hmm. AJ no, Klein. Now no, I got to cut Kingsley Jonathan. That's ah, it. there you go. AJ <laughs> Klein. Wait, wait. I have them keeping Tyler Medikevich. Not that, it, not because I think it's necessarily the best move. He's got close to two million dollars in salary guaranteed, and they save nothing by releasing him. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're willing to eat that for a guy that you know can play special teams, you know, for you and be a core special teamer. I think the money makes it tough to do that. So I have him keeping Tyler Medikevich. I could see the Klein Specter thing happening. I actually have Specter not making the team, but I mm-hmm. think for me, it's he probably makes it, then gets IR'd, and you bring Klein back. Yeah, that's kind. Of, I I completely can't believe that I forgot about Terrell Bernard. I think Terrell Bernard might start at middle right. linebacker week one. Fifty three, man. But I didn't have him on fifty three, baby. <laughs> Screw him. All right, um, six people cornerback. Is that what you have? Yeah, have but man, you know. So what do you count Cam Lewis as a corner or safety? I put him he on played safety. safety Saturday. I pu- I put him as a safety. I've been counting but, him as a corner, and I do not have him making the team. But so I don't I, know how. I think they love him, and I don't know, man. It's crazy. I could see, I could see five safeties, I guess, but I don't know. Who do you have? Tell tell me what. How many total DBs do you have? Eleven. Me too. Which ones? Trey White, Taron Johnson. Oh no, I have Christian ten. Benford. Okay. Okay. So for me, it's Trey White, yep. Taron Johnson, Christian Benford, Dane Jackson, Kyrie yep. Elam, Saran yep. Neal. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you have all those people. I do. And then Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Taylor Rapp, De- Demar Hamlin, Cam Lewis. Yep. Okay. And I think I want to do that. I just can't figure out where I put, where I take off for Cam Lewis because I think he makes it because I, th- I want him to make it. I- I'm trying to put Cam Lewis on the team. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. He's like that guy. He's the 53rd guy, but I don't know how. Maybe it washes out at linebacker. Maybe there's another movie made there. 
maybe they don't keep Tyler Medikevich. You know what I mean? I, maybe, maybe, maybe they keep five linebackers and they don't keep Specter and they don't keep Klein right. and then they just elevate Klein and don't like make him, you know, a permanent think, player. Who, who do you think's higher in the depth chart for them right now, Dodson or Klein? <laughs> um, you know, it's I didn't say who's going to start because it still could be Bernard. Who do you think is higher in the depth chart, Dodson or Klein? I think, I think it might be Klein. Well, then, if you say I that, know. then why I know. wouldn't you just I, release Dodson instead of Klein? I, maybe you like the. I think Dodson gets claimed or goes to a different team. He is cheaper. He's uh, he was you know he's on a minimum deal. And I mean, he's Klein, Klein's a little older. And, he is cheaper. And I don't I don't think he's got four years, does he? He's more. Uh, Dodson does not. No, I think this would be his last year. Where AJ Klein, like, if you cut AJ Klein, I do not think another team is signing AJ Klein. I think you get him back to your practice squad pretty easily. Gonna look at Dodson real quick just to make sure here. I think Dodson's twenty twenty nineteen. No, he's a no twenty. He he came in in twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. So so there you go. Um, I don't know. I think. It, it's tough because neither of them has really impressed this summer. I think Dodson just, you know what? Sometimes- he was 2019. I have to check and see. Remember he had the, the suspension. He, yeah. I, I see if he's an accrued. I don't think he has four accrued seasons though. That's why. And he shouldn't. And that's why he was actually an RFA. I think would they re they signed back this year. That's why. Yes. That to me, linebacker is the biggest concern on the entire team. Now, that being said, go score 35 points a game and who cares? Your offense should be what wins you a lot of games in the league. But I don't feel good about any of the people they have at linebacker. I think before he got injured, it was kind of a two-horse race between Dodson and Bernard. I don't think Dodson has done anything to solidify that job. And that makes me wonder if Bernard is going to start practicing this week, would they roll him out week one, even though he did not play in any preseason games, just because they think, well, he's got to be better than what we've had there for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of different sites here. According to over the cap, um, Dodson would still cost you $2 million with no cap savings to release. And I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't think you want to do that. Whereas you could actually save almost a million by releasing AJ Klein. And look, so, this matters for a team that's close to the guy. Yeah, it does. I, I, I think that they might still try and find a linebacker. That does not mean that they have to play yeah, week one. But I think of all of the things they're looking for, I would bet linebacker and backup quarterback are the top two on their list. I, I know a lot of people will say like, okay, but what about tackle? I agree with you there. I think that that could become a problem, but I think right now the other two spots are a problem. I think linebacker and backup quarterback are a problem. You hope that backup quarterback does not become one, but if you talk about an injury to Josh Allen, you need somebody who can at least keep the team afloat for however long that is. And right now, I do not know if Kyle Allen could win football games for the Bills. So I'm counting my list back up. I think I might have 54. So I have to trim again. And if I have to trim someone off this list, I think I'm trimming Tyler Medikevich just so, you know. So if I do have 54, that would be my guy off this list. Um, again, I know there's some money there. I just talked about it. But I just don't see how the math works out for a lot of these guys. I, I still Is there anybody who could surprise? 
Is there anybody who could surprise yeah. us? Surprise to be like, on or off? Off. Justin Shorter. Really? See, I don't I think I I think they would cut Shakir before they cut Shorter. I don't. I think they'd cut Shorter before Shakir. <laughs> Fifth round pick this year. That's yeah, tricky. I mean it, I, I, I agree, but I mean, hey, it, Look, they played. They played this same game with Isaiah Hodgins for two years. They finally, ultimately lost him. Uh huh. I know. I, I the, the thing that's tricky about Shakir is right now banged up. Also, does not provide you with the same special teams impacts that Shorter should. And that's what they go back to. We drafted him because we think he can earn a jersey on game day. Like they weren't just talking about him as a wide receiver. They were talking about him as a special teams player. He's a gunner. So, be a gunner. so I mean, he's a freak athlete. And I I don't know. Shakir is so weird because in that first preseason game, he makes some great plays and then he drops the one. And it's like, what are you going to get out of him? Are you going to get those spectacular catches, but then kind of these weird drops that you're not expecting? How many catches does Khalil Shakir need to have? for him to be worth a roster spot. I don't know the answer to that. But last year, I, I think he had like 12 or something. And that's certainly not enough. You know, what's funny is if you uh, type in names now, do you ever see how it says like continue your journey because you were looking at this guy a lot? Maybe. I've clearly looked at Khalil Shakir a lot. You know how many catches Khalil Shakir had last year in the regular season? The regular season? Like not many, like less than 10 maybe. 10. 10 on the dot. What yeah. does he need to have? To be war- to warrant a roster spot this year, twenty. How many? I, I, yeah, I guess so. I don't know if you. That's kind of chicken and egg argument for me. I think the way he warrants a roster spot is the fact that he can play inside, he can play outside, and he can return punts and kicks. Yeah, but but Sherfield can play inside and outside. Deontay Hardy. Yeah, but those guys punts. are already making the team. Like yeah, this is coming down to, you know, this is coming down to your last couple of decisions. Uh huh. I don't. I think he makes the team. I just don't think – I, I don't know who I would put ahead, him or shorter, and I'd be really interested. That's, that's a tough call, especially you if see, he's not – What about what I said earlier? I said earlier that maybe he's a guy that they could look to deal. Do you, Shakir? Do you think they could? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think you would be, I guess, underwhelmed with the return. Like, if you're trading probably Shakir, right. you're probably yes. getting a seventh-round pick. Right. But I, I think that – At that, that point, it's probably not worth it, right? That's in play. A, a lot of this, once again, comes back to Vaughn. Because if Vaughn Miller is ready to go, then you can start to have the conversation of like, would you move Boogie? Would you move right. Jack Lawson? Would you move Kingsley Jonathan before you even make right. your roster decisions just to see if you could potentially get something for any of those guys? Well, first of all, I don't think you're getting anything for Kingsley Jonathan. I mean, probably you know, not. Right? Probably not. I do think Boogie Basham or AJ Epinesa could get you something. I do wonder which one you think would get you better return. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car, navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, granted, I, I, I go ahead. Epinesa would get you a better return. Really? So I think Boogie. I think Boogie because he's, of, he's he's got two years left control in his contract, whereas AJ only has one. 
You're right about that. Also, Boogie Basham has a little bit of like position flexibility because you can move him inside and you can move him outside. Yes. Epinesa is pretty much just a an edge. But Epinesa had six and a half sacks last year. I know. So I think if you're a team and you're yeah. looking and you're like, oh, we need a depth defensive end or a depth edge rusher, whatever you want to call them, like Epinesa had six and a half sacks. That is not bad. And I have no reason to think that that number would plummet this year. I, I still think, I think they like both of them. The yeah. way that we heard about Boogie Basham a couple weeks ago, it seems like the coaches really like him. And then Epinesa, obviously they like him. He had six and a half sacks last year. And there were times when he was starting last year. Who's who's a surprise for you? Maybe who could be off or could be on. If you, if it, it would still surprise, I guess it would still surprise you, but you'd be like, you know what? Maybe I should have seen that coming. I'm looking at the defensive line, but there's nobody who I think makes any sense. Then I'm looking at... Emory Klein, no? No. Just too tough. No. Up there. I don't know. I, I've thought about Ingram because he has looked good. He's looked good. He played last well, year against the Dolphins in the heat. He actually had to go out there and play. But what yeah, do I mean, you? There's a guy that's they like. It's weird, man. They you're, this you're team. Not, yeah, this team is good. It's got a really good roster. Like they're 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 so deep. They really are. I know all these people. Oh my god, hole here, hole there, window closed, and a, my gosh, these are not the same conversations that 31 other fan bases are having. You know what I would have said maybe, but he didn't play, and I think he didn't play to save like the tread on the tires is I wonder if they would have kept two running backs and Reggie Gilliam and then cut somebody. And if they were going to cut somebody, I would say, okay, they keep cook Harris and Gilliam and then cut Murray and hope that they can stow him as kind of like their veteran Duke Johnson from last year, but they didn't play Latavius Murray in this game. And I think that's because they know he's going to be on the team. Like oh, Latavius yeah. Murray was not on the field against the Bears, but they but yeah, they kind of cut somebody. Reggie Gilliam, I don't think Reggie Gilliam, Reggie Gilliam doesn't factor into the running room, running back room really at all. He's really more of a tight end than anything. I think he's actually, especially the way they want to run twelve personnel. Like if you're, yeah, I don't think you look at Reggie Gilliam as any sort of factor. He's a special teams and tight end. You know, basically, can play a little fullback or running back. Yeah, but I'm not really list. I'm just saying, like, for the sake of, you know, if it's four tight ends and two running backs or three and three, whatever. Like Quentin right. Morris is Quentin Morris is making the team. Yes. And By the Gilliam- way, and I tell you, I think Quentin Morris has had an outstanding preseason in camp. And we talk all about Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox for good reason. This is the forgotten man. I think he's been really good. Yeah, I think so too. I think that given the amount of 12, 11 and a half personnel, whatever you want to refer to it as, given the amount of times they're going to have two tight ends on the field, I think they need to have the insurance policy of a guy like Quint Morris, just in case something happens to either Knox or Kincaid. I don't think you want to completely change your offense if you have a guy get injured for even a couple weeks. And I think you would feel pretty comfortable with Morris kind of sliding into either of those roles, at least in the short term, and also maybe catching some teams off guard. Because he made a couple plays last year. He didn't make a ton of plays, but I think about the Miami game in the snow. He had a really nice catch in the corner of the end zone. Obviously, he had the nice catch against the Bears the other day. So I think he is somebody who could potentially, you know, get on the field. They, do they we have, both have, they do have we both such have a hard Lawson decision. Not making it? Yeah, we both have Shaq Lawson getting cut. I'm not so sure that's right. <laughs> I mean... No, but I, who? but who else... Like I, I think Epinesa, I, I think Epinesa and Basham are both ahead of them, both ahead of him. I guess the only way he makes it for me is if one of those guys gets dealt, which I'm predicting someone does somewhere. But so. 
But even then, do you think he makes it over Kingsley Jonathan? Yeah, that's a good point. I just said earlier, I don't think so. I think Kingsley is ahead of him now. Because I think he's got the upside. And I, and I By also the way, th- he played he played well again on Saturday, Kingsley Jonathan. I also think Shaq is another one of those guys. Shaq is more is different than the other ones. I think Shaq Lawson will get phone calls to go join another team if they cut him. I think he is still a good enough player to be mm-hmm. playing in this league. I mean, he was decent last year. I just think for the Bills, for a guy who is going to be on the field 10 snaps a game you might rather have the upside of a younger player in Kingsley Jonathan. I mean, Kingsley Jonathan, Shaq Lawson had his moments too. But when you think about the Bears game last year, the one that was freezing cold, like Kingsley Jonathan in that game was great. So it makes you wonder, is there more to this guy? Is the ceiling higher? Because I feel like they're going in opposite directions. Mm -hmm. Kingsley Jonathan kind of trending up. Shaq Lawson kind of trending down. Or at least plateauing, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, He's now you figure Shaq Lawson was 2015. He's been in the league a little while. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, to your point about getting calls, I don't disagree with that. He probably would, but he was still a free agent pretty late in the process. Like they brought him back later. Let me so ask you this. Not like he had a ton of teams beating down his door. No. Let me ask you this. Are the two quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Kyle Allen, or do they make a move? I think those are the two quarterbacks. Um it won't be for it. They, I, I do think they'll still continue to look around to see and think about their situation. But Matt, there's a lot to be said for a guy that's been here for this many months versus somebody you have to learn a new offense that quickly is going to back. If you have to go into a game, if something were to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you could still say, yeah, you got Matt Barkley in the practice squad and you could elevate him. He could be your number two. And, you know, uh, Kyle Allen, you could even do that with, but the point I'm making is like, they've made an investment here. With this quarterback who's been with them for several months, I think it's a little different than just an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman that you decide to move on from. You're right, but I think there's two things to look at here. One of them is the fact that they were trying to trade for Trey Lance and that they did not even shy away from it. They're almost telling on themselves there. And the second thing being Kyle Allen has not had a good preseason. Kyle Allen has been okay. He looked good against third and fourth stringers against the Steelers. He did not look good against the Bears. He, he didn't look terrible, but he completed like 52% of his passes against backups for basically the entire game. And Too then in the first game, and then, and then in the first game, he really struggled. Well, really struggled is probably a little bit too harsh. He was fair, and that's probably the best term that I can come up with. I, I just don't think he has done enough to say like, okay, Josh is hurt for three games. Obviously, the opponents matter. But if you're without Josh Allen for three games, can he win you one of the three? Because I don't know if he can. Uh, Yes. You know why? Because the rest of the team is good enough. You don't have to have him win the game. You just have to not lose it. Well, that's what I think that's what I would be concerned about. I mean, look at some look. I mean, that interception that he threw. I mean, he's thrown multiple interceptions. He had the fumble. I mean, he threw some really errant, erratic passes, especially in the Bears game where it's like not even close. Those are the things you'd be concerned about. Yeah, I guess I look at it a little different than you do, which is it's preseason. They're not game planning. He's going to probably try to make some passes he probably wouldn't in the regular season. And if you are in that situation, you're going to insulate him a little bit. You're going to have a good game plan. You're going to run the ball, play some defense. You're not going to put him in those situations. And this team's good enough to win games like that, right? Because because as I said, you know the roster is so good. So I I don't I don't love it. I'm not telling you he's going to go out there and he would go five and four over nine games. 
But I think you can get by for three games, win a couple of them. I think you'd have to have a different structure of your offense and the way you play. But I do think you get it to the end of the fourth quarter and still you know, be on the right end of the scoreboard. Before we go, let's stay on, let's stay on this for a second. I want to ask you. Yeah. Because you just brought up an interesting point about Lance and them telling it themselves. Yeah, like, do you really, do you think the trade, the reported trade inquiry and offer for Trey, Trey Lance was because of the backup quarterback or because they like Trey Lance much? I actually think it's because they like Trey Lance more than right. it is anything to do with Kyle Allen or Matt Barkley. I, agree I bet it goes back to their draft process yes. and being like, ooh, we like this guy's skill set. Because the thing that, if you remember, when they had that draft, they had all of these quarterback prospects all featured in a, in a commercial that ESPN was running for the draft. And Josh Allen did Trey Lance... His they he did uh-huh. his commercial and it was like something about the doubters and he was like don't listen to them because obviously right. there's so many similarities and where they came from and where they played college and all this stuff so I, I think they thought okay his skill set behind Josh Allen learning from him could potentially be an asset for us down the road and yeah. I would have loved it I would have loved it if they did it and I know the Cowboys gave up what they gave up. I'm assuming the Bills were trying to get him for a fifth or a sixth round pick, but even for a fourth, I would have said, okay, like I, I think that's smart asset management given what he was drafted for not that yeah. long ago. Listen, if the Bills had him even graded as a second rounder, which wouldn't be a stretch, they might have, why wouldn't you two years later be willing to give up a fifth rounder for him? I mean, yeah. you graded him that highly, and he's still cost control for two more years, maybe three if you want to pick up a fifth year option if things go well for a couple of years and you kind of restructure something or whatever, either way, still in two more years under contract, young guy, the Cowboys are paying less than a million because all the bonus money's already been paid out. I mean, this been a really nice deal for the bills. They would have kept them on the roster. Then you would have had a decision to make. I th- think it's really interesting. And it does bring into question what they think about their backup quarterback position uh, going into Tuesday. All right. Anything else that we left on the bone here? We got to get going, um, but anything you want to touch on that we haven't discussed. No, not really. I think that overall, the preseason, you would consider it a win. No disrespect to Tommy Doyle or to any of the guys who got injured. Tommy Doyle, obviously serious, but you go into the preseason trying to be as healthy as possible. And the guys who are going to play significant snaps for this team are going into the final weeks of practice before the regular season healthy. So I think you probably you know, chalk that up as a win. And and I hate to say that given the situation with Tommy Doyle, I think Brandon Bean said on the broadcast that he tore the other one. So I'm assuming he was referring to the other ACL that what he tore last year, which is just awful for that guy. So it feels a little bit crappy saying that because somebody did suffer a significant injury, but it is unfair. It's unfair for that dude. And that just sucks. But you know, I, I think overall, You'd say, okay, like going into the Bears game, I think most Bills fans are watching that first drive holding their breath. They want to see the offense look good, but they're holding their breath every time Josh throws the ball or every time Diggs makes a catch. And now that you're like, okay, just get through a couple weeks of practice and you're going to have a healthy squad on the field on September 11th. Well, Tuesday at 4 p.m., all teams must be down to 53 and then let the waiver madness begin. Claims will be in and known and awarded by 12 p.m. on Wednesday. And again, doesn't matter when you're released. If you're less than a four-year player, everybody's in that same waiver pool this week. And then the Bills will finalize their roster. Let's always remember that just because it looks like the final 53 is there, it doesn't mean it's the case. They could very well claim somebody from another team and then have to release somebody. So there's going to be a lot to talk about as we go forward here, Matt. It's going to be really, really interesting week, buddy. 
Absolutely, it will. We'll be ready. We've got you covered at WGR. We've got you covered at Channel 7. And I am so pumped for regular season football.